Welcome to Heart to Health Talk, a student-run podcast brought to you by the NUS School of Public Health, where we share insightful stories about health and everyday life. You're probably thinking to yourselves, what unfamiliar voices? Guess we got to introduce ourselves. I'm Janine. And I'm Lin. And we are your hosts for the new season of Heart to Health Talk. Hey Janine, shall we give our audience a brief introduction of ourselves? Maybe we can talk about why and how did we end up becoming the host for this podcast? Okay, you can go first. I think for myself, I'm a bit more health conscious because like I've been playing like competitive basketball for a while now. And then like I thought that I have quite a lot of health related questions that it would be nice to ask professionals about. So then I thought being a host would allow me to, you know, being a part of this team, enable me to come up with questions to ask them. Well, someone's an athlete. So I think I just like talking, <laughs> but I guess similar to you, I've always had burning questions about my health. And I guess being a part of the production team and also host means that I'm in a position to have discussions with experts and people in the relevant industries and ask them my burning questions. Okay, enough about us. I don't know about you, but the past few weeks have been like the high school musical scene. What time is it? Because school's out and summer's in. With that being said, we are kicking off our series, New Summer, New Me, with our debut episode titled, New Health. We have invited Joel and Weihao from the NUS Food Science and Technology Society who will be with us for the first two episodes of this series. In this first episode, we will be discussing myths about fat diets, weight loss and healthy living goals and nutritional insights from Joel and Weihao themselves. Hi Joel and Weihao, welcome to the show. Maybe you could just give us a brief introduction of you guys. I'm Weihao, I'm the president of the NUS Food Science and Tech Society. And I'm currently year two and studying in NUS Food Science and Technology. Hello, I'm Joel. I'm currently year one studying Food Science and Technology as well. And I'm the General Assistant in the Food Science and Technological Society. Ah, that sounds amazing. Right, maybe you can start off with a casual conversation. Like, it's a new year now, so to our guests, do you uh, all have any health goals or actually like planning to try out a new diet for yourself? I think I can start. Actually, recently I've been trying to go to the gym earlier in the day. So, like waking up at six thirty, and like going to the gym at seven. So so far, it's been quite good, I guess. But uh, it's been, I think, the like how to continue on is quite hard. Like to like persevere on. Right, I see. You were mentioning like you were trying to go to the gym earlier. So maybe can I ask our curiosity, uh, do you usually gym later at night in the evening and like you choose to transit to earlier? Because I feel like if you gym earlier in the day, then you become more productive because take out one task off the list, like to-do list. I think after that, you're like inspired into like more productive day. Yeah. Mm, actually, I quite agree with you because I am a morning person as well. So I do strongly agree that uh, when I do my exercise, I do like it done in the morning because yeah, it makes me feel good in the morning and thereafter you really have a productive day ahead. Hmm. Right, maybe for Wei Hao, what about yourself? Uh, for me, I, I just try to like maintain my energy. I actually don't like exercise, yeah. So, so my, most of the time, it's just me re- regulating the amount of food I eat. Like, yeah. uh, I see. Do you 
actually uh, keep track of what you eat, like the amount of calories that you intake? It's like, I don't really go and calculate the thing, but I eat until like, I'm like somewhat full, then I feel like I don't feel like eating anymore, that kind of thing. It's like a body's uh, kind of self-regulating thing. But then sometimes if like, I eat something that is like super uh, high calorie, like, you know, peanut butter or like high sugar thing, then I'm like, oh, tomorrow I should not eat a lot anymore. Yeah, that kind of, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like try to balance and compensate mm-hmm. like the days. Yeah, so sometimes like you might fall, then like you know sometimes you might overeat, then like you know because out of like maybe like stress or like you are like super hungry, then <laughs> you suddenly forgot about <laughs> take too much and some no scouting. Yeah, understand, understand. All right, to the two to the two of you, do you all often hear about people trying out new diets or the diets that you feel are not good? Um, for one's health. Yeah, yeah, I think I can go. So I think there's like this diet that's quite common. Like it's called like no carb diet, yeah, like sure. keto diet. So basically, what it is is like you are limiting your carbohydrate intake, and then like you're eating high amount of protein and like healthy fats, like like avocado or those. Yeah, so I feel that like. From what I learned so far as a input scientist that like to have a good diet here, firstly you have to like have consumed the appropriate amount of calories and then like, balance is very important in like a good diet. So like completely cutting off carbs is not really a good idea because carbs give us energy and then like if we don't eat carbs then we probably feel like a lot more grumpy because of like low blood sugar then some people may feel like dizzy as well yeah so that's one of the fats that i've been listening to a lot mm, i see i see your interest in food science all right for way how have you heard of any actually right the keto diet right, is something that i tried for like one year plus oh, oh. Yeah, and, and i agree with uh, what joel say about like the moodiness and all kind of things but i mean it's a very Shortcut, uh, it's a super fast way to like clear things away. But I think that nowadays like there's also a trend like so-called like no fat, which is kind of ridiculous <laughs> for me. Like, first, another thing that fats uh actually is that like, it helps you feel fuller as compared to like you say sugar. And somehow if you actually want demand for like low fats, right, in order to actually have the same taste, they need to put more sugar. If not, don't want to eat your food. <laughs> right. Yeah. So no, so no fat idea is actually quite uh quite weird like. and then which, which in the end actually forces people to like eat even more sugar that makes them like even more have like diabetes or obesity or this kind of thing start coming already you know? yeah you you mentioned that you tried keto diet for almost a year is it that's really quite long eh, for a year so what prompted you to want to try out this diet yeah, uh, actually, originally I was like quite obese, like hundred kg plus. Then oh. I was like, uh, yeah, I just suddenly felt like you know <laughs> I want to lose weight. Then I started to go in research and like I actually like went through like quite a few websites and like investigated like what what's actually going on. Then then I found like and I also tried an error. Like, so I found like the keto diet is actually like the somewhat the fastest way that like, yeah, even though it like someone took a toll on my body also. Like. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually not very good, but the all shortcuts, all shortcuts are actually quite somewhat dangerous also. Like, anyway. Yeah. Understand. 
So like I'm always under the impression that like as FST majors, right, like your peers will always go to you for like, you know, dieting advice and everything. So um to maybe to our listeners, like what uh when we're looking to start a new diet, what are some things that we should look out for? I can go first. Right? So the most important thing that you need to look out for is your health condition. Because there are infinite number of diets. You can like read like from ancient history books all the way to now. Everyone says different things. But it's catered to a specific body type. So for example, if your body can process like the, the leftover products of the digestion of protein, you are not able to eat meat at all. So the idea of keto diet will fail. Like. Then for people who have diabetes, obviously you cannot just eat like um like those kind of honey diets or like those kind of things that they feed you at the weight management centers. Like. Yeah, which is like high uh, sugar, but it's like, yeah, they don't, they don't ask you to go and eat like a lot also. Yeah, so one of the key things is just to, you, need, you, need, you will need to do is to like, know your body condition. Yeah, Joel? Yeah, I think I agree with, with how with like, feasibility and like how that diet suits you. I think, apart from like how your body reacts, you should also see like, um, whether your schedule fits like the requirements of the diet. Because I think, like some diets require you to like go out of your way to get certain foods which like if like you're a busy student or like you work a lot then it might be quite impossible for you like then another thing is like whether the diet is like a fat or fat so a lot of like celebrities out there like or like okay, I'm not trying to shame anyone but <laughs> like uh like some famous diets out there and they're not really based on science so like rather than looking at the popular diets that one might want to choose I think that like someone should go and read up on scientific articles and like see if there's like any scientific like, research done on it then maybe they can experiment with their own bodies as well then see how they like, their bodies react from there yeah. oh, I also add right that there's this uh weird trend of like people eating supplements which is kind of uh, I don't quite agree with it because supplements are both, are taken by people who are like have deficiency in like certain things but as a time you eat like normal food then you go eat terrible and then like that's this, this kind of like over nutrition really and some more these supplements are you can actually get uh, poisoned by them yeah especially if they are fat soluble so like vitamin C is still okay because you eat too much they will, they will just pee out but the thing is you eat things like uh I think vitamin A okay. Yeah, it will just stay inside the body for when accumulate. It's gonna like undergo like what we call bioaccumulation where it becomes worse and more and more and more until a certain degree, then the disease disease will come in. Yeah, so I feel that instead of taking supplements, it'll be much better to like take like the foods that actually contain it because the way that the uh, foods are structured, right, they actually have a lower con- relatively lower concentration. Compared to like supplements where you directly take it. Even though it's like you, you see like hey, the supplement have like five milligrams of like uh vitamin C. And this orange also have five milligrams of vitamin C. But the thing is that the fiber inside the orange right, actually slows down the absorption of the vitamin C. So they don't want to like get all the thing and then you get so called like over too concentrated inside your body. Yeah. This is very interesting. Yeah, I've never ever like thought of like supplements, like whether if it was like artificially added into the diet or like you know do people like go out the way to get it naturally, whether it's like better or not. That's a very interesting thought. Yeah. 
Right, Joel and Weihao, both of you did mention about um the dangers of a celebrity promoted diets or as well as like what uh Weihao mentioned about concentration of or basically overdose of supplement causing like some sort of danger to your health. Maybe you want to elaborate more about this danger? Yeah. Okay, so I'll talk about celebrity diet first. But so I'm not sure if you all have read before. Like remember there's like a there's an article about a museum where they show that it's past uh Clothes, right? Then they have like the clothes actually feed the child mannequin, right? Even though they are like so-called grown adults. Yeah, those are like so-called celebrity diets that people actually want. Yeah, where they make it like super, super skinny until like yeah, they probably can't function properly. Like. Yeah. So I think feel like celebrity diets are more or less like something mm-hmm. that is so-called either short-term or like quite extreme. Yeah. So because if you're a celebrity, you want to look good in front of people so that people can pay you money. Man. So if Normal people like us who don't like do things that the celebrities do, and we take the follow their diet, they are confirmed going to have more nutrition. Mm. So, on the other hand, which is the over uh, dose of supplements, the over supplements can be actually quite dangerous. Uh. Actually, quite a lot of like effects. Like, for example, if you take too much vitamin C, you will have like diarrhea, nausea. This is still like okay. Like. Then there are those that is like uh, fat soluble, which is like vitamin A, that will cause like chronic toxicity where you have like bone pain, muscle pain, your whole body, the, you have dry mucus membranes and all sorts of things because it sticks in your body forever and you can't get rid of it. Like. Yeah. So it's actually quite uh, toxic. Yeah. So there are a lot of, uh, most nutritionists will actually recommend that before you actually go and take the supplement, you, you, it's better if you consult a doctor to see whether you actually can take the supplement or not. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I want to add, like the celebrity promoted diets, is that like these celebrities they are like paid to have a nice body and like I, th- I think we shouldn't really compare like ourselves to them and we shouldn't like idolize having like a perfect body because like frankly speaking it's quite hard right. to like be like maybe 5% body fat or like and have like nice abs and stuff because mm-hmm. there's simply like so much fast food around us and like a lot of temptations that I think a normal person like who isn't being paid to like, have a good body, it's quite hard to resist like, those temptations. Lah. So I think it's okay to like yeah, to just to not have a perfect body. Right. There's also this thing, um, this kind of diet called intermittent fasting. Maybe you wanna tell to our audience um like what inter- intermittent fasting is about and whether these methods actually work. I actually tried intermittent fasting before, um, back in my NS days. So I would like skip breakfast and then, so okay, basically intermittent fasting is like a prolonged period of time where you do not eat any food. And then like during the, let's say 16 hours of not eating food. Then during the eight hour window, you can eat whatever food that you want. And then if I'm not wrong, then like, the rationale behind this is like since you have a lesser like a smaller window to eat food, then generally you might eat less. And like this will cause you to lose weight. Like correct? Yeah. Then in my own personal experience, honestly I don't feel that it kinda of worked for me. <laughs> because like during that eight hour window I was like quite hungry lah, because imagine like you eat dinner at like six o'clock the day before and then you're eating lunch at 12 p.m. the day after. So you're probably very hungry. Then I think you tend to overeat 
So I think what's important is that like you control yourself to not overeat. But personally, I felt that when during the time when I was like fasting, it was like quite hard to concentrate because like there's no food in your body and stuff. Yeah, that's really interesting. Cause like, you no know, personally, I also tried like intermittent fasting. I think I did it around like the period of A levels. So it was the worst time to start like intermittent fasting because like you know what you said about the whole like concentration thing I also had that and I felt it but I just felt like oh it's since it was like 2017 um, like, so I just try it because everybody was talking about it right and like I would go to school on an empty stomach but like maybe I'll just have like a Milo in the morning and my morning classes I didn't even like absorb anything and all I could think about was like trying to eat between 12 to 8 p.m and I think it really affected me but I was very surprised to actually see results on my end because like I lost like 4kg within 2 weeks. So okay, maybe it might have been stress but I think it's also a combination of factors and also I didn't really understand like what was really happening because um, I guess like the pitfall of like um, intermittent fasting is that people will always overeat between that 12 to 8pm window, right? And so I guess that's what I did and the moment I got out of that um, intermittent fasting stage because of how close it was to A-levels, I immediately crashed. I had so many energy crashes and it wasn't something that um, was sustainable. Uh, and I think that, I guess that's what the pitfall is. Like this, these diets do like kind of give that result, but only if it's able to be sustained, I mean, um, continually. And also like on top of that, you need to also supplement with exercising, which I guess what you also mentioned about like having to go out of your way to like um to support that diet thing um plans and everything right it might not be something that is suitable for certain people at certain points of their life so uh yeah and I guess only gradually ease into the diet would be a good like um thing to tell people when like we want to start diets and everything. We have anything to add on? I think that intermittent fasting could work. Yeah, but it's just the. I mean, for me, I did try that. I eat like breakfast and lunch, or like breakfast or dinner, depending on like how I feel like during my fasting days. Yeah, so it could work, but there is also addition to it. Like. So like the key thing is that there's a time frame where you can eat anything you like, right? So there comes the issue because like you would you would drink coke like for for the entire time period of time, like you comfort will 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 gain weight no matter what. Because like, these are what we call like, anti-calorie mm-hmm. food. Like. There, there's, not, there's nothing good from that, but you just absorb like, all the sugar and all those things in your body. For example, if you eat like whole foods and all those things during that time period, you will most likely be able to lose that one. Because like, I think the reason for the so-called um, concept of like, intermittent fasting is like, because like at night, there's like this, our sleep cycle will actually regulate the insulin that is being produced. Yeah, so the theory is that if we don't eat like a lot of like carbs and like a lot of food, the body will be start to break down the things that you already have in the body because the body is still active while you're sleeping, uh, then you'll be like using up the energy stored inside the body. Uh. Then in that way then you'll be able to lose it. Uh. Yeah, but I feel that intermittent fasting breakfast is still very important. Uh. Yeah, it's what I'm gonna say the most important meal of the day uh, because after the whole night of like starvation you will need to eat something one. If not, there will be no energy. Yeah. And then, when you drag the entire thing all, all the way to lunch, right? Yeah, then a lot of things will happen. Yeah, so 
it's important like even if you, you want to like undergo like intermittent fasting, breakfast should be the priority. Yeah, no matter how you feel it in the morning. Like, then the rest you can just see whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's so hard because like personally I'm not a breakfast person or so. Like um okay, I do wake up like at a normal person's time, like around like nine. But I realize that my body doesn't like get hungry until a certain period of time and then I might as well just lump um breakfast and lunch together. Does that have like any negative like repercussions on people's bodies when like, you know, you lump meals together? I'll say that there's a there's a Chinese way of like eating like when they say like you eat like a king in the morning in, in the breakfast eat like a normal person for lunch and then eat like a peasant for dinner. Like it's, it actually follows a way like how our body insulin actually uh, works like where the body processes sugar less quickly later at the night. So because of that, I'll feel that like if you are able to you can have like breakfast like almost like maybe like what what they call it brunch right yeah yeah you can. Have a meal like somewhere around that time is still okay one as long as the at the end of the day right the meal that you eat right is a smaller portion so the one that makes you gain weight is usually the one the meal at the end because like, if you don't eat right for like in the earlier periods of the day then you'll probably get hungry at the end of the day then you eat like big portions like uh, chicken chop or like the, a lot of rice and all those kind of things like at the, at the end of the day to like fill your stomach so the one that actually makes people like so-called get with is like usually the end the end of the the meal at the end of the day. Yeah. And especially supper. So like if you you want to lose it, better don't eat supper. Yeah. Shout out to all the whole people, yeah. Don't eat supper. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. I used to stay in hall in year one and then I just, you know, go for supper at night because peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean I did go and uh, I, I did gain weight in hall actually. Uh, I think about 3kg in my in one year span. I would say it's not very extreme, but uh, I, I guess for the company, right? <laughs> yeah, Freshman 15 is real. <laughs> yeah, Freshman 15. <laughs> right, Weha and Joel also mentioned about um how this diet can lead to this yo-yo effect whereby uh, it's a, it comes from an extreme diet. Um, where you gain weight at the end of um, trying to diet this. Uh, maybe you want to elaborate about this yo-yo dieting? Hey, I can give it a try. So this is something that I learned from like one of the, what's the thing called? One of the cardiac muscle back holidays. Yeah, so it talks about actually our body has something called a set point. So this set point tells you like, oh, we have this, we have enough energy now. Yeah, so, so if we have like this kind of uh, short-term diets, and then the body, the set point was so-called like go down. The body was like, oh, we, we have not enough energy. We need to eat more. So by the time we, we end the diet, the whole thing will, the set point will return back to all, you know, so that you'll continue to like, so-called reset your weight again. Uh, which causes the yo-yo kind of, so that is like the so-called theory that is currently uh, standing up. Uh. Yeah, and another thing I want to add is like, Maybe not so like how to get out of the yo-yo diet. So I think long term like making long term goals is like very important. So don't look at a diet as in like maybe a twelve week thing, but try to look at it as a lifestyle, like a long term yeah, like how it can last uh like for a whole life. And then I think if you see it in that way and then like start to look at things more sustainably. 
And because a lot of times like diets, they're like just 12-week programs or like you know, 16 weeks. And then after that, you just go back to your old ways. And then you like come back to a diet once you gain weight. It's just looking at things long term and like generally living a healthy lifestyle. And I think that's the most important. And also like, I think the most important equation we should all learn is that like, like to lose fat, like calories in has to be lesser than calories out. So what that means is that how much your body burns should be more than what you are taking in. So in that way, like your body is able to like burn fat. Because your fat is basically like energy storage. So if you are eating less energy than what your body requires, then your body your body's metabolism would start to eat into the fat storages too. So overall you have less fat. Yeah. I see. We talked about a few of the diets and I'd like to ask out of curiosity, right? Can this extreme dieting actually lead to eating disorder? Yeah, I'll say that it actually will lead to like disorder depending on like intention so like for example if you want to like cut food right so for example like i have this plate of rice they say oh i want to lose it right so i cut half so gradually you say hey, i think my weight doesn't i didn't lose weight fast enough and maybe i should cut another so then you start to cut 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 until like you left one drug in the rest i mean normally you won't have this kind of thing like, but yeah this is the kind of energy like, where you feel like it's not happening fast enough or like you know, it is not effective or like this kind of mentality starts to set in like it could happen like because of like so-called like the depression kind of thing due to like lack of like sugar in your mind and like yeah because you know we, we need dopamine to like stimulate ourselves then dopamine comes from like eating sugar and salt like. so if we don't cut out, cut out our cups and we cut out all those kind of tasty chips, you will confirm your brain will like cannot uh, stand it one that is what uh, extreme diets could lead people into. Yeah, so like moodiness, grumpy, and like to an uh, extreme extent, you'll become like, yeah, you'll start to have like moodimia or like all those kind of things because you think like you're not skinny enough or like kind of thing. But this kind of thing is like quite rare, quite rare uh, circumstances. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good you know, thing where like, you know, we take note of, you know, how we need to regulate and know when, like, uh, we need to put a stop to, like, whatever diet has been affecting us and everything. And, like, we also gave, like, you guys gave quite good tips about, like, you know, consulting a doctor because, like, maybe not every diet is for your body and everything and knowing your own conditions, right? So, well, I mean, you guys also happen to be studying nutrition as, like, your major, but for a normal, like, person, like, our age and everything, are there reliable sources or people who we can approach if we are interested in dieting? I would say that the most reliable sources is what they come from reputable organizations, authorities, like we say like NHS or like, uh, what's the thing called, HPV. I don't think SFA does it. Yeah, so I think it's mainly these two. If not, we could always like consult a nutritionist. Like, yeah, I think HPV always has nutritionist. Yeah. Or like, if you have more money, then you consult a private nutritionist. Like, I would say like, if people who are so-called, who cannot stand with research papers, you could like, just Google everything. Yeah, just like Google everything. That's what I did last time also. Yeah, my so-called self-prescribed diet. Yeah, I just Google everything and like, when you see like, is this website like correct or not? Nah, then on it, if it's correct, like you see things like, uh, make sense like that, then you maybe like, try out for a few, like one or two weeks while monitoring your weight. Like. Then if your weight actually decreases, right, without uh, any terrible consequences, like strict stuff or like anything, yeah, then you can go on to like, do it. Like. Yeah, then when you, most of the time, like uh, doing uh, dieting, they always reach a point where your weight 
become stagnant, right? It's not at your favorite rate yet. Yeah, then that's where you like maybe like research more and like do trial and error more. Then until like you actually like find out a thing that actually works for you, then you continue to lose your weight. Yeah, I actually agree a lot with like what Ray Hall said. So, like, but personally, last time when I was like trying to diet or like trying to lose weight, then I also saw like a lot of advice we said like always seek medical advice before starting on a diet. But I think honestly, like, <laughs> not many of us will actually go and seek medical advice because we, I mean, as a student, I don't really have the money to like go to a nutritionist so so I think like some YouTubers out there are pretty good as well like so they they sort of like compile scientific articles and scientific diets and they like they give you a summary on like what to take note when you are going to con- consult this diet but I think when you look at the advice of these YouTubers you should also consider like their biasness and stuff like that so they give a pinch of salt Cause like I think as we said earlier, like sometimes like celebrities promote this type of diets. Also like what Bill said about like how not every diet works for everyone. So I think everybody is different, and that like you should see how your body reacts to a certain diet. And if it works for you, then great. But if not, then you should like try to stick to another diet. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, do you guys like? get asked by your non-FSD friends to be like their own personal nutritionist or like consult based on like you know whatever diet they want to have then they're like Can, does this work out for me? Uh, honestly like a few of my friends asked me that before then I would give them some advice lah, but also like tell them to see how their body reacts I think that's the most important thing yeah How about you Weihao? As for me, I don't know anyone from uh, out of FSD, but in general, I will say that it all depends on your determination. Yeah, I will say that no matter what kind of diet you go, right, if you don't have the will to like continue, right, then diet is failed on it. If you want to like, oh, I'll exercise this much every day, but then you don't control your diet. Every time I exercise like for 45 minutes, you drink like one kind of Coke. Yeah, then and eat like uh, McDonald's after that, then yeah, then, like your access like no point like that. So because of that, in and then some people are like uh they come like oh I, I feel like very sick, so I don't I don't want to continue anymore. Yeah, this kind of thing. So the what the ultimate thing that actually defeats the uh, diet is actually what's mentality. Yeah, which is actually quite important. Mm, that's a very good takeaway. Yeah. And that's our halfway mark for our episode, New Health, on our series, New Summer, New Me. Thank you, Joel and Weihao for joining us today, and they'll be joining us again for part two. We hope you found our discussion on dieting helpful. If you liked today's episode, do join us next week where we will be continuing our discussion focusing on resolutions and fitness goal setting. If you want to find out more about us, head over to our Instagram, Heart to Health Talk. That's H-E-A-R-T-T-O-H-E-A-L-T-H-T-A-L-K. Or subscribe to our Spotify podcast to stay tuned to more information about our series on new health That's all for this episode. See you next time. Bye. Bye.